Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. In this Super Tuesday episode, we discuss everything we know about the Flash movie. Hello, superhero friends. Welcome back to the show. This is Anthony. This is James. Today's our first episode of Super Tuesday, which is going to be a weekly segment every Tuesday of the latest superhero news and movie stuff and TV shows because, you know, people seem to have an unquenchable thirst for the superhero genre and our our Spider-Man No Way Home trailer episode killed. So why not? <laughs> We're just going to feed the feed the beast and give you guys all the superhero content you want. So every Tuesday, this episode is going to come out. We're going to talk about different superhero topics, whether it be movies that have already come out or movies like The Flash, which have not come out yet, so we can discuss them. So it's going to be a lot of fun for all you comic book fans. So there's going to be everything we know about The Flash. The opening portion won't be really spoilery, but I think towards the end there might be a couple spoilers that I'm going to say that obviously aren't confirmed they're just kind of theories about what the film and the villains will be about and so the flash stars obviously ezra miller as barry allen the flash ben affleck as batman bruce wayne michael keaton as batman bruce wayne ron Ron livingston as henry allen barry's father kiersey clemens is back in this film as iris west maribel verdu as nora allen sasha kyle how do you say your last name kaye i don't i I don't know as supergirl and rudy mancuso is in a unknown role and so this is going to follow the events of barry allen post Zack snyder justice league and the flash will probably all things considered be coming out november 4th 2022 so the fall of next year so a little more than a year from now yeah and i think it did it finish filming yet i think they're in production still they had delays from covid yeah because they started production because i follow um andre uh on Muschietti? Yeah, Muschietti on um, Instagram. And so he occasionally posts, like, photos of, like, the emblems. That's what he's been doing. He posted, like, yeah. the Flash's emblem, Supergirl's emblem, Michael Keaton's Batman emblem with blood on it. So it's pretty cool. And Andy, he directed It in It Chapter 2, and he did a phenomenal job with those two films. And his first film uh, is a really great horror film with Jessica Chastain. I can never remember the name of it every mm-hmm. time I try to mention it. But he's a super talented director in the horror genre, and I can't wait to see his vision for... Uh, the Flash in this movie because I I would say that Barry Allen and The Flash is could be the highlights of the Justice League. He might be the most interesting character and the most like the fun stealing character. Fun in terms of like the DC movies, not very fun usually. But he brought he brought that comedic relief. He brought that fun element to the movie. Yeah, I completely agree. And according to producer Barbara Muschietti, who is Andy's wife, um, they produce together is kind of like Zack Snyder and his wife. The upcoming world of this DC blockbuster, The Flash, will basically restart everything that DC was doing because, like we've talked about before, DC rushed the team-up movie, and then they got cold feet with Zack Snyder's Justice League and not continuing what Zack wanted to do. And so I think this is just going to be the film that's going to kind of jumpstart their new plans for the new future of the DC. And again, this follows... Also, they're like abandoning this dimension entirely. Not, not fully. In terms of the storytelling. But kind of like, in terms of like, I think with Justice League 2, what Zack wanted to do with the villains coming back and everything like that. Yeah, so it seems like, yeah, they'll be doing a team up again. But like, even though I loved Jack Snyder, Zack Snyder's Justice Jack League. Snyder. <laughs> Jack Snyder. Jack <laughs> Snyder. I woke up early today. Even though I loved Zack Snyder's Justice League, I still felt like it would have worked so much better if they, everyone got their own solo movie first. 
Like, and so I think two movies. Yeah, at least everyone. At least everyone should have at least one movie. Man of Steel should have had two movies. I'll still never forget. I forgive Warner Brothers for not giving Ben a solo Batman movie. I'll never, I'll never let that go. That keeps you up at night. It does. I was thinking about it every night. Every night. <laughs> it's not my mattress. It's not my pillow. It's Ben not getting his own solo Batman movie that keeps me up at night. It's not my heartache. And yeah, you have issues, man. <laughs> <laughs> and so I also read. So I think um, it's pretty widely known. This isn't much of a spoiler because it's not. We don't even know if it's fully true, but. They're basing the story in part on what's called the Flashpoint storyline in the comics. And it was a crossover comic book event in 2011. And what happens is Barry travels back in time to change something. I don't, I don't want to say what, but when he does succeed in changing something from the, fact, from the past, he causes a butterfly effect, and this results in the future being altered. And so he goes on this quest to fix everything that he accidentally changed. So yeah. it could have something similar in terms of storyline to that. That's not much of a spoiler too much because we know that he travels back in time. I mean, yeah. he communicates with Bruce going backwards through time from the future. Yeah. So we know he, he does that. So obviously there's going to be elements of that involved. But also this movie is going to open up a multiverse. Is That's what they're ex- describing because it seems like from set photos we have two different flashes. And obviously we have two different Batmans. We have Michael Keaton's Batman and we have... Bruce Wayne's Batman. So I'm wondering if it's going to be like two dimensions really focused here of these different characters like coming in together and kind of like maybe Barry will be able to travel back and forth between each one. What I think will happen is that the movie, the first act of the movie will be Ben Affleck's Batman um, and he and Barry will still have their relationship as that they've developed in the first couple of films. And I'm sure Bruce will probably aid him in his journey to try and change the past. And then once Barry train once Barry travels through dimensions and into the past, then we probably won't see Ben Affleck again for the rest of the film. Mm-hmm. And I think that Barry, I'm guessing, will wind up being stuck inside of Michael Keaton's Batman universe. So the Tim Burton Batman universe, um, Barry might be stuck there for a while. How cool would that be? Because Muschietti's such a great director, and if he can capture Tim Burton's aesthetic of that world, that'd be exceptional. That's what it seems to be the case, because Michael Keaton said in an interview that he was surprised how much of Batman, his Batman is in the script. He was also surprised when on set seeing how much, how big the sets were for his world and how much they captured what Tim Burton created in the 90s. Mm -hmm. So I think that... Barry Allen will absolutely... It's not like Michael Keaton will be put into Barry Allen's universe. I think Barry Allen will go into Michael Keaton's Batman universe and be inside that Tim Burton Gotham City, which we'll see again for the first time in over 20 years. Have they announced who's doing the music for this movie? I I think if I was going to cast someone, I would do Danny Elfman. um, Because how cool would it be to get both Danny Elfman and Hans Zimmer to do it together because Danny Elfman's Batman is just so iconic. The score and just the themes that he created but so isn't Hans Zimmer's because Hans Zimmer's technically done two Batmans. Yeah, but I also think that the obvious choice and probably the perfect choice would be Benjamin Walfish who who has scored all of Andy's movies previously and he's also, he started out as Hans Zimmer's protege. He He's helped on a bunch of his scores. Most notably, he got the co-composer credit on the latest Blade Runner movie. Yeah, but the thing with that was he was the original locked-in composer, but he he needed Hans's help to come in to finish it up, right? No, um, Johan Johansson was the original composer. He made a score for it, but then Denis Villeneuve rejected it, saying it didn't it wasn't right for the movie. And so he he called up Hans Zimmer and was like, "I need a score," but they only had two weeks to do it. So Hans 
employed Benjamin Walfish to help him do it. So they actually made the score together because it was such short notice for Hans. He couldn't do it by himself. He did it in two weeks. Yeah. That so, score so, so good, too. So Benjamin Walfish and him did it in, like, super fast time. And Benjamin Walfish is an excellent composer. But if if it's not Danny Elfman, I'm sure they'll use the Batman themes because that Batman score is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, pretty so epic. I'm, they have to use dun, that music. They have to. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay, okay. We got right. it. We got it. <laughs> it's so epic. And so one of the most interesting things about using multiple dimensions is that could mean that there's multiple berries and multiple flashes. And from set photos, it seems like there's a stunt double who has a similar build to Ezra Miller. Um, and he's even dressed the same as Barry, similar clothing, clothing that Barry would wear. The colors, yeah, the colors. And it seems as though it might be another Barry Allen who interacts with our Barry Allen, and they'll just CGI Ezra Miller's face on this stunt double. And so that would be so cool to see two Barry Allens working together. Or even it could be there's a, a villainous uh, Flash in the comics called um, a Flash Rewind, I believe. No, the reverse, reverse Flash. flash. Flash Rewind. <laughs> I'm not a comic book reader. <laughs> Give me a break. It sounds like a mixtape from 1996. <laughs> Flash Rewind. But um, <laughs> that Flash is a villainous character, so maybe Barry Allen in an alternate dimension could be the villain of this movie. Well, the reverse Flash isn't Barry, but we'll get to that in a little oh, okay. bit. Um, also, back on Ben Affleck, I hope he has a lot to do in this film as well because I still think that we haven't gotten enough Batman because he hasn't gone his own solo film, even though he's all over Batman. Would that help you sleep at night? I just want more Ben Batfleck because I think he's so good as, ba as Batman. And the thing with him is Andy uh, said that Ben Affleck's Batman is a very substantial part of the emotional impact of the film, so hopefully we get a lot of interaction between them two, like you said. And then it would even be cool to see Michael Keaton's Batman and then Ben Affleck. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Batman interacting with each other or fighting, and why not get a cameo of like Christian Bale's Batman? I would, I would, people's heads would explode. They absolutely would because yeah. they kind of have. They're obviously they have to compete with Marvel, yeah. and you know, it's Bugs Especially Life with that Spider-Man trailer. It's Ants versus Bugs Life. Yeah, let's get some more Batmans in this. Let's go. I wonder who came up with the idea first to do the multiverse. It had to have been Marvel, and then DC oh, was like, "We gotta do that 100 percent before they get to it." I mean, the movie's already coming out uh, this year. Come uh, Spider-Man, 
It comes know? out this I mean, year? No, ne- yeah, this year, this this Christmas. It comes out on Christmas? Pretty oh damn my sure. God. Yeah. Wow. Right? That's crazy. I don't I don't know what the release date is. Pretty sure. Yeah. But you're right about um the emotional stakes of Ben Affleck being in this movie because Batman, Bruce Wayne and Barry Allen have a lot in common. You know, they both have a, a dead parent or dead parents and um, Barry's father, even though he's still alive, he's locked up in prison. So they're both orphans in a way, although ben, ba- Bruce Wayne is super wealthy and Barry Allen's got no money at all, but he still makes do. So they definitely have a lot in common in terms of what's happened in their family lives. And so I think that Ben Affleck's Batman at this point after the events of Justice League will be a real father figure for Barry in this film and probably be an, an emotional post for him to rely on. Absolutely. Um, also, amazing news is we have Supergirl, who will be added to the roster, played by Sasha, like we said, who is the star of a long-running soap opera, The Young and the Restless. So she's going to be the first, I think, movie version of Supergirl ever, right? Yeah, never done. It's only She's only been teased in And the movies. cool thing about it is it shows she's playing Cara Danvers, and... Um, no, it's not sure if she's playing Cara Danvers or, or another Lara incarnation Lane of a yeah. Kryptonian hero. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Super, but her her outfit was posted by Muschietti on his Instagram, and also and we've seen a set photo, I think, and it looks exactly like Kalau's style, the same S. So she's probably from the same Kryptonian Kryptonian planet as Kalau, or maybe a different Kryptonian planet from a different dimension. I would say it has to be the same dimension because of how exact the icon is. Mm-hmm. Um, because in other dimensions, the uniforms would probably look different in some way. But being as though it's the same exact XS, the same emblem, and the same texture of fabric, I think it has to be the same universe as Henry Cavill's Superman. And then Barry's father has been replaced from Billy Crudup, who was in the role first, to Ron Livingston from, obviously, Office Space, iconic role. It's good to see him in a big movie. Yeah, he's been in some you know pretty big movies. He was in Big Little Lies, the TV show. Yeah. He's still in some some stuff, so yeah. he's, he's solid casting. You can yeah. see him as his father. Oh, yeah. And then Grant Gustin, who actually plays The Flash on the TV show The Flash, there's a rumor that he has a cameo in this film, which would be cool. So, I mean, like I said, get more versions of the characters in this movie because I love – I know everyone only wants, like, one Batman at a time. They only want one Superman at a time. Give me more. Like, why not? Give me all types of versions. Give me more Ben Affleck is I, what you mean. And also Henry Cavill. <laughs> all, all I want is more Henry Cavill and Batman, Ben Affleck. Yeah, so Henry Cavill is the perfect Superman. Don't change my You try and change my mind about that. Yeah, he is perfect. And then so a character who was cut from the terrible Just, Just Peden version of the, <laughs> Just Peden. <laughs> of the Justice League uh, was Iris West, but Zach obviously brought her back for his version, and she's the character who Barry saves from that car wreck while he's at that like dog dog walking place or dog sitting vet place to yeah. get a job. He's the one that she's the girl that Barry saves in the convertible, and so she's back. She's played by um, what's her name, uh, Kiersey Clemens. That's her name. And so it'll be great to see her. And she is sort of like a Lois Lane Pepper Potts character. She's a romantic interest for. Barry Allen, and she's also a reporter for the Central City News outlet, Picture News. So, oh, she'll have a big role there. Yeah, so she definitely has a large role in this film. And that was the best scene, one of the best scenes of Justice League by far. Yeah, it was really cool. It was definitely a highlight of the movie, and I can't, I still can't believe Joss Whedon cut that. Because it's the great thing about that scene is we we get a taste an explanation kind of of what Barry can do really, what his powers, yeah. powers are really yeah. like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. And, and then... Well, I was going to say, 
you continue. But I was gonna say because it also it's an emotional scene for Barry. You get a, you get to empathize with him as an audience member, and you know feel you, you you feel you relate to him in that scene because he sees a girl that he seems to have a crush on and saves her. It's it's a great great moment of the movie. I think it was a highlight. And yeah, and J- Joss Whedon apparently hates women, so that's why he cut it. I yeah. think and he's just a terrible crappy director. Yeah, we can all say that his Justice League was straight hot garbage. Yep, dumpster fire. Um, you want to move into some villain talk? Let's do it. So this might be kind of like a spoiler version because these are just theories. And so I think you brought up possibly that Barry could be the villain himself. Why don't you explain that? Yeah, because if Barry incites the 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 incident of changing the past, then he changes the future, which causes all the problems. So therein lies him being the villain himself. Gotcha. And so now to talk about the reverse Flash... We are not comic book experts. It's not so, Flash Rewind. So, you know, it's, it's not Flash Rewind. Maybe in another dimension. Chicka, chicka, rewind. We're, we're not comic book experts. We looked this up on the fly, guys. So give us a break if, if we get some stuff We wrong. looked this up on the Flash. But, um, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I host a show with you and you, you say those kinds of jokes. <laughs> so, the reverse Flash is an arch nemesis to the Flash. It's his greatest enemy. And it's not actually the Flash. It's not Barry Allen. It's Professor Eobard Thawne who was born in the 22nd century. And I think originally Johnny Depp was cast rumorly to to play this character in the Flash film, but obviously Warner Brothers dumped him from every project they'll ever do again. And so the reverse Flash is a metahuman speedster from the 22nd century, a descendant of the late Eddie Thawne, a, ta- a time criminal and arch enemy of Barry Allen, the Flash, obsessed with 21st Obsessed with the 21st century's Flash, Eobard recreated the accident that was behind Flash's powers, becoming a speedster, speedster himself. However, after his very first trip back in time, Eobard learned that he was destined to become the Flash's arch, ne- arch enemy and grew to despise the hero, attempting to prove his superiority as the, as the reverse Flash and becoming the opposite to his former idol. And also, Nora Allen, I believe that's Flash Barry Allen's mother, was killed by the reverse Flash, I think this is in the comics, but Han- Henry Allen was framed for the murder of his own wife, and that's believed that it was... So Eobard framed Henry Allen for the murder of Nora Allen. I think that's why Henry Allen's in prison. Oh, wow. Yeah, they have never explained why he's in prison in the movies, so... So I, th- I think that that's going to be the main villain of the film, is the reverse Flash. Sounds like a definitely a possibility. Great job with the research. Thanks, man. Eobard Thon. Eobard Thon. And it would have been cool to see Johnny, but it seems like it'll be... An older person, so Rudy Mancuso, whoever that is, I'm not sure who the actor is. If that's going to be the the character, the actor playing that character, who knows? But I think that's... is he is he the guy from It too? He plays the the one of the adults. I can't remember. Right, um, let me see. I don't have great Wi-Fi right now. That's okay. We, don't worry about it. We don't sorry, sorry, man. I'm really I'm really letting you down right now. I mean, this, this is why you don't get paid the big bucks. Either way, this movie's going to be sick. I think this movie's going to be a lot of fun and something that DC needs because Aquaman's a lot of fun and The Flash I think was a highlight and people love Ezra. I think he's I think he's perfect as Barry Allen. Yeah, Flash. Ezra's just impossibly charming. He's yeah. such a cool guy. He seems like a, he's a great actor so I think he's going to knock it out of the park and like we said one of the best parts of Justice League is getting more background story on Cyborg, on Barry Allen and letting them to get a lot of screen time and learning more about their characters because what's the point of having Justice League if all we do is care about Wonder Woman, Superman and Batman? Like why not everyone else? Yeah. Spread the love, bro. Yeah, let's go. But so, this movie's going to be sick and yeah. hopefully you guys are as excited about it as we are. And I, I, get, I can't wait for a new trailer to to drop. I'm very curious to see footage. Yeah, that wraps look, that look wraps sick. our first episode of Super Tuesday. 
Make sure to stay tuned for episodes this week on Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We should get like uh, superhero theme music for this episode. Maybe, but we did make a fun graphic, so you should check that out. Apple Podcasts doesn't display our, our custom graphics per episodes, but Spotify, and we post it on Instagram too, so it's pretty funny. Yeah. We put our heads on superhero costumes. Yeah, I'm Superman and James is Batman. It's pretty epic. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.